I'm just cooking some eggs. But these aren't, these aren't just any eggs, you know. These are vegetable fed, free range chickens that, that are not fed poisonous, toxic omega-6 causing grains. So everything in this life is trying to kill you. Your government's trying to kill you, the weather's trying to kill you, gravity's trying to kill you, radiation's trying to kill you, all your food, all your medications, the water, everything will kill you. And God said to me this morning, he said, there's, a, the, there's only one way to prepare for this coming apocalypse. The apocalypse is the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he is coming back, and there will be a pale horse. There will be a pale horse. But he said to me, you cannot prepare for a spiritual battle physically. In other words, you cannot prepare physically for a spiritual battle. And what we have now is a, a spiritual battle. You cannot buy gold and food to survive what's coming. Because what is here and what is coming is a spiritual battle. God said to me, you can only trust me in this world. You cannot trust your wife, your pastor. Jesus said he knows what is in a man, so he does not commit himself to a man. He lived by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. He did not live by man's word. He did not live, and he discerned the difference. So I'm going to tell you the truth, and the truth can set you free if you receive it. But you may not want to know the truth. I'm cooking my eggs in animal fat. Uh, so what I'm trying to say to you is like, John chapter three says, so what, what I'm telling you from my kitchen today in this beautiful, sunny Melbourne morning is that you are enough. God's given you everything. And the contention in this earth right now for God personally is that he paid for everyone he bought everyone, but they're not his. Everyone on earth, every Muslim, every Christian, every, everyone has been purchased, but they are not his. The other contention for him personally is that he gave the church, you and I, all authority. He gave us total authority in heaven and on earth, and we're not using it. So when the police and the government are out of order, it's our fault. We have got to take responsibility for the Great Commission. Jesus said that he would come back immediately upon the completion of that one task. So we obviously haven't finished and I believe we have literally not started. 
he could be another 5,000 years. Or he could come back in a moment today if the church would stand up and be seen. You see, the apostolic, the prophetic, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, they are at the bottom of the pyramid. But the pyramid is inverted. The pointy end is at the bottom. There's only a few of us who are, who are standing at the bottom of that pyramid carrying this incredible weight. Paul said he had the scars to prove his apostleship, to be trampled on by men underfoot. We're the, we're the scourge, the scum of the earth. It's servant leadership. So listen to this. Another thing God said to me, and I know you don't believe it, so repent, believe, believe. The truth will set you free. But you know, we don't want to know the truth when we, when we have to change. Because what I said to you a minute ago is actually what is causing you to manifest right now, demonically manifest. Yeah, I know. I know what's happening. I can see. So... Don't pause the podcast. You don't want to take responsibility and neither do I. And this is what God showed me. He, being a spirit, put on flesh so that we, being flesh, can put on spirit. In the same way that he put off the spiritual realm and put on the physical realm and lived amongst us, we are to put off the physical realm and put on the spiritual realm. It's, it's a paradox and it's a contrast, but religion has told us that Jesus Christ died so that we don't have to, but the reality is that the only way to heaven is to get on that cross. So I'm running up to God with the nails saying, quick, I need to be dead. I need to die. I need you to lift me up so that I can die on that cross too. I don't need to die for the forgiveness of my sins because that's been given unto us the Son is given. But I need to die to my flesh. The Bible says it's by the Spirit, that we put to death the deeds of the body. So you cannot stop smoking. You cannot stop swearing. You cannot ever, in your own effort, physically redeem yourself. But you can put on the new man. You can put on Christ, putting off the old man, being renewed in your mind. You can, by the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body. So the way you quit smoking, the way you get out of debt and get, get out of gambling and get out of your bad attitude is by allowing yourself to be ruled and owned by the Spirit. So you don't, you don't repair your life at all. You run to Him. 
it is only by the spirit that we put to death the deeds of the body. So the spirit, so you run to the spirit. You don't try and work hard. You don't try and pray, try and read the Bible, try and confess. No, you surrender. As I said, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the gate. He is the way. And even though he died to set us free and we don't have to die, we don't have to be punished because he was punished. We don't have to be crucified because he was crucified. The reality is, and this is the paradox, is that you've got to die to live. You've got... We... This... We... This world is so rigged. You cannot win. You cannot get out of debt. You cannot lose weight. You cannot stay married. You cannot stick to your 21-day fast except by the grace of God. And that's why he said it is impossible but with God, all things are possible. He said it's impossible for a rich man to be saved. It's like, it's like going through the eye of a needle. So what I'm telling you is to get out of debt is to go through the eye of a needle. To survive today is to get, go through the eye of a needle. To pay off your bills is to go through the eye of a needle. To, to go to church and not slap somebody is to go through the eye of a needle. Your deliverance is personal. And I want to encourage you to go and pay and, and to take the course on deliverance, even though it's only, you know, 10, 15 minutes per episode, because I, I teach you in that, that deliverance is permanent, deliverance is relationship. You know, you don't need to, to fall into a pit and let God dig you out of it. You, you need to die today. And to take his hand and he will lead you around the pit. You'll never fall into it. Unfortunately, and I, I had an encounter with God today. I cried and I, I was moved by grief that he is feeling because the remnant is so far less than he expected the church that survived, that passed the test, the lampstands that were removed and remained is very, very, very small. You know, more than you can imagine, you know, millions probably on the earth, but not, not billions. And I don't know, I don't judge, I don't need to know. But I know that it's far less, maybe one in ten people who you would consider to be a Christian are going to make it. And Jesus reminded me to go to the accountability chapters. I'm thinking, what? He said, I spoke many things in many parables about accountability. I'm a king and I expect a return. I expect a reward. He said, go back to those chapters in Matthew the accountability chapters where where I told people that they would be held accountable for their stewardship. They would be held accountable for their investment. They would be held accountable for their gifts. They would be held accountable for their time. They would be held accountable for their words. There is a, a judgment coming. There is a test 
you know, but it's not what you think, but we will be held accountable. So either you're in or you're out. Either you know him or you don't know him. And, and this is the biblical test. The biblical test that we know him is that we would be like him. That we would, would walk as Jesus walked. So today, I'm telling you what I told the three people who follow me on Facebook and the seven people who, no, zero people who follow me on Twitter. And I, I deleted all that for a reason, but Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. I advise you to buy from me white clothes to cover your nakedness. I encourage you to open your eyes and buy from me self. Well, who knows what, I don't even know what that is, but ointment, I suppose. To be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. This is the answer to the apocalypse. This is the answer. I'm called to the, to the remnant. I'm called to the church. My burden is for the church to be equipped for the work of ministry. But we have got to shake her down. We've got to start from scratch. You know, even that image of the bride and the the virgins, they they needed to be prepared. Their their clothes needed needed to be removed. They would have had a bath. They would have had exfoliation. Probably using sand and rocks and shells. And they would have been been equipped with new garments for the wet for the wedding feast, you see. Jesus is stripping back the church because he's gonna make us beautiful. The bride is going to be made perfect. She's going to be without spot, without blemish, and she will be I will present her to him. You know, these are the sheep. These are your sheep, God. The, this is the remnant that you gave me. I have loved them. I have not beaten them like in those accountability parables. I've loved them. I've kept watch. I've been faithful. Here's what you gave me, and it's better. I've added value. I've improved on your investment. I'm accountable. So don't buy gold and silver and Bitcoin, although you're allowed. It might be good actually physically to have some form of pre preparedness. I'm not against that. But the, the main issue we have today is a spiritual battle, whether it's the Russian invasion of Ukraine and World War Three and all that, 
we know from the Bible that all of these things are going to escalate to the point. This is the point of escalation. The, the escalation goes further than you think. It goes to the point where heaven and earth are literally consumed by fire. It's a lot. It's more than the internet blacking out, and this. All these things are going to happen, but you can't prepare for them physically because they are a spiritual battle. And at the end of the day, God will deliver you. Peep, there were people in World War One and Two who had plenty. There were people who there were parts of the world that weren't so affected as others. You know, Mao Zedong and, and com, communist Russia were exporting food to other countries while their citizens were dying of starvation. There are still going to be people flying around in Learjets eating caviar no matter what happens. China has 3,000 kilometers of tunnels underground. Russia has entire cities underground. They have bunkers for 40% of their citizens. What happens to you, it, it depends on... This is heavy. You know, bad things happen to good people. And it depends on the authority that you're under. Now, we submit to a higher authority, but at the end of the day, Paul ended up in prison. He ended up losing his head. Jesus ended up crucified. Others were boiled in oil, cut in two, and the world was not worthy of them. Moses had to take off his shoes, but for you and I, the sand on this earth is not worthy of us. We are greater than the angels. We are greater than Moses. We, the least in the kingdom, own everything. So God, he's wanting me to go and eat my eggs. He's wanting you to know the truth. So just, just say that you receive. Receive him today. Receive deliverance right now. Let him move. And some of you are feeling the movement in your bowels right now. Let him move inside of you. Let him take ownership of all of you. Because we need you, the remnant. I need you. I need you to be equipped. I need you to be transformed into the image of Christ. My job is to encourage you, lay hands on you, equip you. For the work of ministry. And I need you to lay hands on me and equip me for the work of ministry. And to encourage me and to equip me and to rebuke me and to correct me. The church is responsible to judge those who are in the church. There might be some we need to excommunicate. There might be some we need to encourage. There might be some we need to rebuke. Because this is the kingdom. So it is time to believe who he calls us to be.
Remember, everything in this world is against you. It's not about being paranoid. It's about knowing that any person around you, even Christians, Paul said they are taken captive by the devil to do his will. That's Christians, okay, he's talking about. False doctrines are Christians. Antichrists are Christians. Read the, It's in the Bible. The, 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 the false prophets, hello, they're Christian prophets, right? So the wolves in sheep's clothing false apostles, super apostles, or many examples. So don't, don't be paranoid, but, and, but don't give yourself to people. You've got to reserve yourself for God and then, in the Spirit, love people, love your enemies. You have been delivered. You've been delivered. So when you wake up in the morning every day, there is a spiritual battle that you need to win first. Now, it's already been won. You are already in Christ, hidden in Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 3 that the Son of Man came down from heaven and is in heaven, if you read the Aramaic translation in the Passion. So Jesus was in heaven and on earth at the same time. And you are on earth and in heaven at the same time. And if you don't believe me, read Paul. Because you are seated in heavenly places. So we have dual citizenships. And what I've told you just now is the secret to life. You've got to live in two realms. You've got to live from heaven first and then on the earth. So, wrapping it all up, everything is against you. Your food, your partner, your pastor, your wife, your teachers, your evangelists. <laughs> they, may, they may be good, but then the next day, like Peter, they're saying something that you shouldn't really hear. They can be taken over. And I believe that I'm saying this by the Spirit, but people have been taken over. You know, this medication that has been given to people is a liability, a deception and an invasion. People can be controlled because they're on medication. They can be controlled because fluoride is in the water. If people don't have boundaries, then you're not safe. Imagine going to a birthday party with two-year-olds, okay? And every two-year-old is given a loaded gun and the safety is off. There's a hundred two-year-olds in the room and every one of them is holding a gun. Not a, not a, not a play gun, a, a weapon, a real gun with real bullets and the safety's off, and there's a hundred two-year-olds, would you go in that room? Well, obviously, I'd go in to save a few two-year-olds. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's going to be dangerous. Now, that is nothing compared to today. 
where your food is weaponized, where the air is weaponized, where the internet is weaponized, where the government is weaponized. I'm not saying to be afraid. I'm saying to be awake. Don't be paranoid. Don't avoid people. No, Christ knew what was in a man. He did not give himself to a man. He did not commit himself to a man. In other words, he did not give any man the opportunity to influence him. He did not give any man the opportunity to influence him. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but I make a violent, every day I make a violent effort to not be influenced. My children said to me the other day, why don't you listen to the radio? And I said, well, what would happen if you opened the window of the car door? And let other people feed you. What, what would happen if you opened the window and someone came up to the window with French fries and you had to eat them because, you know. And then the next person came to you with dog poo. And the kids are saying, no, no, I wouldn't want to eat that. I said, well, why would you open your ears to let anybody put whatever they want in your ears? I said to them, whatever goes in your ears, you can't turn it off. Whatever goes in your eyes, it gets inside of you. If you look at a picture of an ice cream and look away, you forget. But if you were to look at a picture of an ice cream and meditate on that and look at the, the color of that white ice cream, you can imagine the cold touching your tongue, the explosion of sweetness going to the sides and the back of your tongue, the crunch of the chocolate coating, the feeling of it going down your esophagus and the desire for more and the temptation to go back to the freezer and get another one. You see, the Bible says that sin, when it is fully conceived, brings forth death. And what you've done by looking at that ice cream is you've conceived. If you look away from the ice cream immediately, there is no conception. So it's okay if you, know, if you turn on the radio and there's some bad news and you turn it off. It's okay if you're watching a, a romantic movie and there's a, a love scene and you, you skip forward. But if you meditate on that love scene and you're married, or you're single, or whatever, it is a, a millimetre away from entering into your heart. Lust. Sin. So, I, I said to my kids, I violently choose what I permit to go in my ears. Jesus did not permit himself to be controlled by a man. He never allowed them to influence him. And I'm exactly the same with what I watch, with what I listen to, with who I'm friends with, with what I eat. Listen, I literally steam my water. There's no fluoride. I literally steam, I, I'm, I mean drop by drop, 
I steamed my water. The government can turn off the water supply. I can go down to the river and grab sewerage and turn it into pure steam distilled water. I'm prepared. Okay. I make a great effort. My eggs, those chickens, I don't care if they're in a cage, but I do care if they're fed grains. I don't eat, I don't eat grains. If you're interested, you can Google it, but The quality of food is not the way that God engaged with the earth originally, okay? So, as I said earlier, everything's going to kill you. But you have got to violently take the kingdom by force. You cannot permit yourself to worry because it chokes the seed. You cannot... Commit yourself to any man. Now, you've got to go to work. You've got to go to school. You've got to be married. If you're married, you cannot just run away from your responsibilities. That's, that is also a sin. But if your wife or your pastor or your employees, if they are antichrist, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've got You've got to be in the Spirit. There were times where Jesus didn't even answer. Jesus answered Pilate, but he didn't answer the Jews until he was compelled by the high priest to answer. Today, I have shocked you on purpose because you have got to wake up. And, and I've explained a lot of things. You might need to meditate or go back and listen again. But what I've given you is very significant. God, I just rebuke unbelief in Jesus' name. Thank you that this is good news, Father God. This is good news. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. But there are a lot of things that we're yoked to that is not of you. Father, would you untangle? Would you detach? Lord, your beautiful remnant, Lord, would you detach her from this world? Father, right now, detach those who are listening from the debt system. Detach them, Father God, from the pharmaceuticals. Detach them, Father God, from Satan. Detach them from the Antichrist spirit. Lord God, Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. Detach them, in a sense, from themselves where they are shooting themselves in the foot. Lord God, take them up, Lord. Take them further, Father God. Take them on, Lord God, where they can't go. Lift them up into high things, Lord, because it's an upward calling in Christ Jesus. They go from glory to glory and strength to strength. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, encourage them today. Lord, equip them today for the work of ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Bye for now, guys. I want to encourage you to do church in your home, read the Bible, find other Christians who you can pray with, but, you know, be discerning. Don't be paranoid. I'm not telling you to disconnect from society. I'm telling you to be in the world but not of the world. I'm telling you to put on Christ, put off the old man. I'm telling you that it's in the spirit that you're going to win. And that everything in this world, everything in this world is against you. But you have overcome the world by your faith. See, faith is spiritual sight. It's the ability to see in the spirit. And that's what I'm telling you today. You've got to get out of this world system and get into the spirit so that you can live and that you can walk and that you can have your being in Christ Jesus that is your place. He placed the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and he placed man in relationship with God. That's the only way to live. And it's actually who you are. Bye for now. Have a great day. God is a spirit who put on a body so that we who have a body can put on his spirit. And God, who is divine, put on humanity so that we who are human can put on divinity. The way to heaven is through that cross. Would you come and follow him with me? Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. That is the kingdom that Jesus preached, the kingdom that he is the king of. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he didn't come to uh, to preach a message of, of, of going to church. He never went around the world saying, come to the synagogue. Bring your friends to the synagogue. He never sent his disciples into neighboring villages saying, go and tell them about Jesus. Tell them to come and visit me on the mountaintop on the hill. No, Jesus Christ never said that. He only said, he said, demonstrate my kingdom. He said, heal the sick. He said, raise the dead. He said, preach the good news that the kingdom has arrived. That's our message, that the kingdom has arrived. And so today, with boldness and with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to call you guys up, and I'm going to call you to a challenge. God is so happy with with his remnant. He would prefer to have five mature believers in Jesus Christ who look like Jesus, who live like Jesus, who walk like Jesus, who know their identity. He'd prefer that than have thousands of people who who are lukewarm. And the original language says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That means he doesn't want to eat you. He doesn't want communion with you if you are lukewarm. But if we eat his body, if we drink his blood, then we have communion with him. John said that we have the communion 
with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. We have communion together. We are baptized into Christ, but we are also baptized into his body. And so the the message today is that we are under an open heaven, that our prayers really do get answered. And 99.9% of your prayers don't get answered because you didn't ask them. You you were worried about the things of this life. You were afraid to lose your life. You were trying to keep it. We all do this from time to time, and we all do this to some extent every day. We we fall short of the glory of God. We we don't measure up to the full expression of God, but we're meant to. God, the Holy Spirit, the angels, they want you to be revealed as a son. The angels, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, they want you to look like God. They want you. Jesus said, you will walk as I walk. You are sent as I was sent. As the Father sent me, I send you. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. And he said, as the Father sent me, I send you. We're meant to look like him. And I believe that God is going to answer all of our prayers, especially if we're in agreement. But we know what his will is. We know that he does not want there to be stealing, killing, and destroying. So anything that's stealing and killing and destroying, you and I are going to go to the throne where we, we are seated, and we are going to rule. We're going to make a a ruling We're going to cast down our decision, and we're going to cancel that. We're going to cancel injustice. We're going to cancel sickness. We're going to cancel disease. We're going to cancel deception. We're going to expose the light. God wants the truth to come out. He he said, the Bible says to, to shout it from the rooftops, that if we don't praise him, even the rocks are going to cry out. The trees are going to praise him. He doesn't want there to be this deception. He doesn't want there to be this misinformation, disinformation campaign. So, when someone crashes into your car, you don't ask for an apology. And you don't make a complaint. I've been over this before, but this is a legal terminology. When someone crashes into your car, you can. what would happen if you complained? Oh, I want to make a, a, a formal complaint to the car. Oh, that wouldn't work. The car can't fix your car. Okay, I'm going to make a formal complaint to the owner. Oh, well, maybe the owner wasn't the driver. Well, I'm going to write a complaint to their insurance company. No, they're going to laugh. The insurance company will laugh at your complaint because they will only acknowledge your legal claim. You need to make a claim. That's what Jesus meant when he said, ask anything in my name. He's saying, I want you to make a claim. Don't God hated the Israelites Israelites complaining. He killed them because of their complaining. But, but we are meant to make a claim. That is a legal demand, a legal charge. I have an insurance contract. I am making a legal demand. I'm making a 
claim, a, a formal written claim of ownership. You and I own the earth. We own the animals. We own the whales that are beached. We own the rhinoceroses that are being poached. So we will, in these next 30 days, we will pray from heaven towards earth. We have been given dual citizenship. A, an astronaut cannot go to space without a spacesuit. And man cannot go to heaven without a Jesus suit, a Holy Spirit suit. We, we are clothed with power. We have a citizenship of heaven. We've been given a passport. You can't travel into another realm without the appropriate passport and without the appropriate clothing. But you and I are clothed with Jesus Christ. We, we push our way into the throne. When we walk, God's ready to answer. When we approach the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness, to make a demand, not to make a complaint. So start to demand. Start to demand that the angels will, will be excited to partner with you. Make a demand for your household. Make a demand for your children. Make a demand for your neighbors. The enemy will, will oppose you. Remember, John the Baptist was beheaded because, because the, the devil couldn't get Jesus. The devil couldn't get his attention. The, the devil, Jesus didn't acknowledge him except to cast him out. So the devil tried the next best thing by attacking the people closest to him. He attacked Peter. He tried to sift him as wheat. He attacked the disciples because they all scattered. None of them were there. But then when the boldness of the Spirit came, they put on their passport, they put on their clothing to be able to travel to, to heaven. And that is my message today is that you, you are in five places at once. You are. You're in your body right now on earth. That's great. Wonderful. You're in your body. But you're also in a sense. And this is not doctrine. This is an analogy. This is homiletics, okay? Preaching. You're in Christ Jesus. You're in the Father. You're also on that cross because Jesus said, if you want to lose your life to find it, you need to pick up your cross and, and, and follow me. You don't, you don't have to pay for your sins. That's paid. But you have to identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's three more things. We're in the cross. We're, on, we're, we're coming out of the tomb. We're not in the tomb. We're coming out of the tomb with Jesus. There's resurrection power for your life today. The Bible says that. If you need a scripture, the Holy Spirit gives life to our mortal body. The life that we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God. It's the Holy Spirit that animates you. But you're also on the throne. You're on the throne. Paul said we're seated in heavenly places. We're also going to be coming back with Jesus Christ. We are going to be coming back with him. We're going to be ruling and reigning on this earth. So we just like cancel that, that war in Russia. We cancel it in Jesus' name. We speak peace to the storm. We declare that it's ended today that the war in Russia is over, that, that, that the truth has been exposed. WikiLeaks is going to release some documents. Things are going to come out to show the lie. 
the smoke and mirrors, Lord Jesus Christ. We declare that that war is over. We declare that Russia is a Christian nation. We declare that China is born again, Father God, in Jesus' name. We declare that we will not be locked down again by our governments, but that, that man would rise up, that humanity would rise up and say, we are not we are not animals to be tested and tagged, to be experimented on and gagged. And we rebuke you. We rebuke you, anti-Christ spirit in the earth. You will go away right now. You can shut up in Jesus' name. Antichrist, we take away your pulpit. We take away your megaphone. We turn off the speakers. The confusion is over. You have been you have been gagged. And you, Antichrist, are locked down. Go away. Go away for another thousand years in Jesus' name. Go away. No, we're not having World War Three. The Antichrist, you're not getting your seat. You're evicted. We're the church. And we make ownership and rulership of this earth and we say no, no, no. And Jesus Christ, right now, I elevate and place your blood above every blood sacrifice of the Illuminati, every blood sacrifice that they have claimed, that they are currently claiming in their sects and in their pacts. We nullify and declare void by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every sacrifice, every occultic practice, every demonic spirit that has been empowered through blood, we cancel today. In Jesus' name. One drop of your blood, Jesus Christ, negates every blood sacrifice ever made on this planet. Hallelujah. Your blood speaks better things. And I prophesy today from this place in heaven, one with the Father, one with the Son, one with the Holy Spirit, that the church today is rising up into mobility and into mobilization and into maturity. The church of Jesus Christ is mature. There is a lampstand burning. The lampstand is the congregation. The lamp is the is the Christian. You see, you and I are, are candles burning. We're burning with the blue light of the throne, the sapphire floor of heaven. We're burning with the Holy Spirit. We're burning. And, and he puts us individual candles into a lampstand, and that is the church. The church is the elevation of the Christian so that they can be seen. You see, Jesus said, you are a city on a hill. You are a lamp burning to be put on the table, not under the table. And I declare that, the sun, number one, the sons of God are being revealed today. Number two, the church is coming into maturity Number three, the wrinkles are going to be removed by the fire of persecution and by the power of the Spirit. Ironing, as it were, like a, a garment. We will be wrinkle-free through the hot pressure of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, and of persecution. It's by faith that we are saved. It's our faith that we overcome the world. And the church is going to gather together. And finally, the church is going to fulfill the Great Commission because we are going to articulate and demonstrate the very kingdom of Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of the Great Commission is not in building churches. It's not in, in leading individuals to Christ, although that is part of it. It is the proclamation of the kingdom of God with demonstrations, signs and wonders to the ends of the earth. 
we have got to fulfill that great commission. And right now there's a grace on the earth. The Antichrist has been pushed back. And like a tide, it's going to, to come back in. There are going to be many moves of God. There are going to be many denominations created. There are going to be many new types of churches that are going to come. Christian churches, born again, because everybody is going to be released to come together. Everybody is going to be released to pray together. But the church is going to look different. It's going to be maturity. And I call up the fivefold ministry of Jesus Christ that the church that is being birthed today, that is being born today, that is being equipped today, that is being mobilized today, that is mature today, that church is going to be on a foundation of the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, and the the pastors and the evangelists. And I declare and I charge the church, every church, if it's in your home, if it's on a Zoom, if it's in a a mega church, if it's in an assembly, if it's on a mountain, wherever it is, I charge you by Jesus Christ to identify the apostles, to identify the prophets, to identify the evangelists. And if you don't have one, I charge you to choose one. Just choose one. You, you're, you're, you're the one who does communion messages. They're quite good. Okay, you're the teacher. Until another one emerges you need to know, I charge you with the responsibility to own your church, to take the responsibility to have a fivefold ministry in place. You can do the work of an evangelist, Paul said to Timothy. He wasn't an evangelist, but he did the work of an evangelist. In other words, we don't have an evangelist, so you're wearing two hats today, mate. So we need to know who the apostles are. I'll tell you who they are. They're the ones that are trampled underfoot by men. They're the ones that have scars to prove it. They're the ones who are the, they are the lowest. The foundation is the dirt under which the house is built. They are the servants. They are the ones who, who have no rights. They are the ones who talk about Jesus and not about themselves. And they, finally, they are the ones who, like Acts chapter 2, they are devoted to the apostles' teaching, which means that the only message that they preach is Christ crucified. They will always point to the cross. They will always point to the empty cross. They will always point to Jesus Christ, to the tomb being empty, and to the throne being occupied. There are going to be many slants, many differences, but the one mandatory theological point that we cannot compromise is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a teacher. He really was born an eternal, the eternal God, the Ancient of Days, the Ancient of Days, the one who through him the universe was created, he came as a man, he lowered himself. How, how amazing that God put off his divinity to become human so that humans could put on his divinity and become like God. And that wraps it all up, that the devil himself, he wanted to be like God. He, he, he wanted what we were already made in the image of God. We 
are the sons of God. There is no angel to which God has said, you are my son. In other words, they are not sons. They are illegitimate. They are, they are the military, the host of heaven. Angels are the military. They have their eternal body. They're not going to get an upgrade like us. They have an imperishable body that never dies. Their tears have been wiped away. They don't have tears, okay? They, they are a spirit, but we are a body, and we have a spirit as well, and we will never die, but we're waiting for our body to be returned to its image of God, perfect image to be immortal, unshakable, unbreakable, but they cannot be forgiven because they have already been made eternal. They've already received their permanent body, their celestial body. They can't be redeemed. They are not sons. They are servants. But we are sons. They minister to us. They serve us. They will. We will judge the angels. If you're in any way confused about anything I've said today, meditate on the very fact that you will one day judge the angels. That is enough for you to, to, be, to be checked. The word of God is the plumb line. The word of God is the sword. Paul said to rebuke with all authority, to correct and train, the, that the scriptures are useful for that purpose. So allow that scripture to correct, to train, to rebuke, to correct, to, to burn any unbelief out of you. So that you know that you are a son, that you are seated, and that you are going to be with Jesus when he returns. Whether it's on earth and then you're taken up, or whether you're coming back with him. In summary, these are the days to be asking, but your petition is a claim. Your claim is for the earth. Your claim is for anything on the earth. Any man, any person, any animal, any disease, any property is yours. You own it. Take ownership and pray. We don't lord it over a man. I'm not talking about control. You can't control people. But you can take responsibility and you can take ownership and you can pray. And God, this is the secret, God will answer every prayer that is prayed in faith. Don't pray out of your mind. Don't pray out of your need. Don't pray. You know, yes, you can ask for you can ask for your desires and your needs, but if you pray according to the word of God, you're going to get it, especially if you pray with another believer who believes. You're going to get it, but your prayer is a demand. Your prayer is a is a claim. I just pray. I don't know what to pray. I just I own it. I own it by saying, God, I can't. I don't know what to pray today. I can't think. I don't. So I go back to the cross. I say, Christ crucified. That's all I know. That's all that Paul knew. Paul said, I know nothing but Christ crucified. So let's go back to that. That's where I start every day. Wow. Nail pierced hands, baby. Nail pierced feet. The blood coming out of his side with mixed with water. His heart broken, abandoned by the Father. That was the hardest thing. Jesus, when he said, it is finished. He was saying that I did it for you, Father. I did what you asked me to do. I pleased you. I fulfilled everything you gave me. It wasn't just, it's, it's, it's not just finished, the prophetic picture is finished. No, Jesus was saying that he did 
what the Father asked him to do. I did what you told me, Father. Here I am on the cross. Here I am, your son. I did it. This is what you wanted. God asked Abraham to do the same and let him go, but he went through with it with his own son. Imagine that, the son of Imagine being the son of God and and the father asking you to do that for mankind and then doing it and saying, Father, it's finished. I did it. I did what you asked me to do. And then the father resurrected him by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resurrected him. And every demon in hell was just obliterated. I made that bit up, but I imagine it was pretty awesome to watch what happened down there. <laughs> he took the keys. He took the keys. He trampled the devil under his feet. He made a public spectacle of him, triumphing over him in the cross. Triumph, triumphing. Is that a word? Triumphing. He was all powerful and totally victorious in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. And we step into that today. We make a claim. We identify with Jesus Christ. We identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are in the Father. We are one with the Father. We are seated. And we are coming back with you. And we're looking forward to those days of ruling and reigning in Jesus' name. Just remember, guys, the summary of today is that is that there is an open heaven. That the, the opposition that you feel is a a smoke and, and 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 mirrors it's not real it is a it is a deception that you are who god says that you are you are the church you are the pillar and the ground of the truth you are sons of god being revealed and today go and identify that you are you are all of those five things that i said about jesus on the cross, out of the tomb, coming out of the grave, resurrected power, seated on the throne, coming back again in the heart of the Father. And remember to make a claim. Don't don't complain. Make a claim. I'm telling you that's how he wants you to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Church. <laughs>